Every time we deliver a project, it's such a high. And I just delivered a project two days ago and I'm still receiving thank you messages from my clients. So it's very, very rewarding. And it's really all about storytelling. Love will make this bridge between this planet, not only a designer bridge, but it will be the peace bridge. Never mind this cookie cutter churning out a look. Be original, be authentic, and be unique. Um, take them on a journey. This community that's being built through uh, a project. Are there specific creatives, uh, artisans, artists that you feel like you're empowered? Welcome, my esteemed guests and gems to Gems of Arabia. Gems of Arabia is the place where we shed light on the hidden and the shimmery gems. Today, we have the pleasure of having Letitia Fitzgibbon from Arids, um, head of the Trade Design Arids. Welcome, Letitia. Uh, Ola Habit, one of our most promising uh, interior designers. Noah from Nassar, or I think needs really no introduction. Yeah, a gem in Saudi Arabia was really kind of changed in Arids about how you build a community. And this is basically the topic we have today is how can we shed light on the fact that interior designers are creating this bridge with their community, and at the same time, they're also helping people and creating their happy space and even their mental health in, in, in many senses. So starting with uh, Ola, tell me Ola, how did you try to start? I initially started um, doing fine arts. So I've always had an interest with uh, art and drawing and painting since I was little. Uh, first two years of college, I did fine art, and then I felt like I wanted a bigger canvas, a place to express myself in 3D, if you will. Uh, I think Nawaf was one of the people who inspired me <laughs> to do the switch, absolutely, and I will always owe you that. Um, so the transition came when I felt like I wanted to provoke more feelings uh, when people walk into interiors and experience the space. Um, so then came the transition into interior design, and it was a bit of a surprise because uh, you're really learning about a lot of things like, you know, building technology, architecture, lighting design, uh, plumbing. Uh, uh, for all you know, before you get into the fun part, which is, you know, uh, uh, many hats. absolutely. And you have to really have the know-how um, in order to, you know, achieve your final goal. So, uh, yeah, the transition came when I wanted a, a more, um, a bigger canvas or a place that you can actually experience. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, Renatisha, uh, tell us how you roll with, with Arad as head of interior design now. Keep the fruition and how it started. It's a it's a long story. I have been in Harrods a long time, and um, I started off actually in buying. So I have always been passionate about interiors, and I was a previously in a former life a buyer for homewares and furniture. And about 12, 13 years ago, they decided they wanted to set up the interior design studio in house within Harrods. And they asked me to work with the creative director at the time to really help set that business up. So that was really my first uh, foray, if you like, into interior design, was more from the commercial side of things, the sourcing side, the vendor relationships, suppliers, etc. cetera. Um, and then I went back to buying furniture. We redeveloped the furniture floor. Uh, and they asked me if I would then take over the studio. So to be honest with you, I have not, um, I don't have kind of classic interior design training. And 
I came at it through a very circuitous route, you know, not not a typical um, not a typical route. But I understood the Harrods customer, I understood the client, and I understood the business, and they knew that I was passionate for passionate for interiors, everything about interiors. And of course, I had the relationships in place with all of our suppliers and brands to be able to make sure um, that we we were able to deliver a really good job. So I, for me, it's a I guess it's been an interesting journey. I consider myself very fortunate to have the the role that I have. I actually got this role seven years ago um, in January. So, and I had to learn very much on the job. So it's, you know, a lot of self-teaching, doing courses, learning from my team, actually, and making sure that, you know, for me, the, the trick was to bring in the best people that I could so that I could have have the trust that we as a team would be able to deliver great projects for our clients. Brilliant. Uh, Nawaf, uh, you have resonated on so many levels with so many creatives and you've been so proactive at creating this, this movement. How did you start? Okay, uh, till now, I'm still learning. Since I was young, uh, when I go visiting people, it really attracted me the way the lifestyle of the interior. Then when I finished high school, I went to UK, to London. I studied interior design. Uh, I finished 1990. So I'm back home to Jeddah, learning and working as an interior designer. I find out it's very important to highlight the, the interior lifestyle of every city in Saudi, which is very important, to have the identity of Saudi. Beside my job as an interior designer, um, I know that. Uh, I'm a mentor. Well, I'm, I'm, I hope so. I'm trying. I'm, I think you're a mentor by nature. Really? You know, well, yes. okay. <laughs> I'm uh, teaching at the universities as a guest teacher, which is uh, I'm learning from the upcoming generation. Uh, beside my client, they they I learned a lot from them. Yeah, and I did a project for my client residential uh, in Saudi, uh, outside Saudi, in the UK, the south of France. Uh, my client yeah, and he taught me lots of things, Bill Interior, beside my degree at the university. It's very interesting that you're saying that you're learning from generations, and it's very interesting because uh, now Saudi is in the pulse of the youth and youthful culture. Do you feel like the design ethos is slowly changing and maybe, um, maybe going back past coming to the future? Or are we thinking more progressive? What, what is the... Okay, the approach now, um, the platform of interior designer is being more appealing. You know, everyone can see it, but we're still in the era of, are we showing our identity and the interior or are we copying something happening in different places okay. it's so important when we walk in inside uh, an interior space we have to have like in london when i walk in london uh, it's a georgian houses when i go to paris for me it's a female her age is 20 years old she will never go older She's always dancing, you yes. see? So every city have uh, charisma, sonography, which is important. This is what I'm working more in, that to show the identity of uh, 
Saudi in every different cities. I'm hopefully I'm trying my best. Um, as a fashion designer, I realized that uh, fashion design is, is definitely more simplified in the process of creating a collection. Whereas if you're building a home uh, and you are designing for a client, it's so diverse and multifaceted and you have to wear many hats. Uh, but at the same time, also, you have to understand the psychology and you have to sit and talk with the client and see what they want. What yes. is their happy place? So in a way, you're kind of like, like therapists. So uh, tell us, Anna, uh, do you agree with this? Do you think that you really need to kind of understand the psychology of the person before creating a project? A hundred percent. Every time we uh, meet with new clients, we take um, two weeks of literally just data collection about their lifestyle, their hobbies, um, what they like to do, um, uh, whatever is sentimental to them, um, physical items. Uh, we visit the space, we get inspired by the space. So really the first two weeks are just about data collection and understanding and getting to know uh, who we're working with. Um, and it's a long commitment. So if you're working with an interior designer, especially with residential, um, it, it, it from start to finish, it can go from a year to two years if we're building a new house. So yes. Um, it must be so rewarding to see the final result it and is. the face of the clients when, when you deliver because it's it's like almost like kind of like a marriage, you know, like yes. you mm -hmm. get to create this kind of synergy. Man, you know? every time we deliver a project, it's such a high. And I just delivered a project two days ago and I'm still receiving thank you messages from my clients until today. So it's very, very rewarding. And it's really all about storytelling. After COVID, uh, everything is heading more towards residential yes. because Really, our home is our happy place. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's quite substantial. Stuff yes. Today. Mm. It's interesting because after COVID, uh, we do some uh, um, uh, commercial projects. But after COVID, we've been doing a lot of residential. Yes, want to make sure that their home is their, you know, uh, safe place where they can express themselves, where they and they don't necessarily know how to do it themselves. So they're putting all their trust in you. Uh, so it, um, we pay very close attention to their needs, their wants, their hobbies, um, uh, how they spend their time, how they they host people, how they entertain. So all of this is very crucial um, information for us to, to gather. Fantastic. And you're elevating the, uh, the optics and you're elevating the mood as well. Every time we, after the data collection period, we always have a brainstorming session with our clients where they get in action. So we build concepts with them. They actually build a concept. So we uh, pull out all these, uh, you know, um, post-it notes, uh, colors, uh, we sketch, we, we draw together and we end up with a concept and we take that concept that they came up with and then we develop it further. So it's really, they they um, put um, our feet on the first step. So Letitia, what about you? Do you feel like you're kind of a therapist in a way with your clients where you enlighten them more on what they want and show them what they want? Sometimes people show you what, the, what they like and then you give them something extra. Uh, are there any uh, situations where you felt like you really resonated with you? That's an interesting concept about being a therapist. I'm not. I'm not sure we would classify ourselves as therapists. <laughs> but I think there is something to be said for, I guess, the level of involvement that you have with your clients when you're taking them on this journey with you. Um, you know, you you have to get to know them very well. And, um, you know, they're sharing very personal, intimate details sometimes yes. with you about, you know, their lives and how what's important to them and how they want to live. And, um, 
you know, you've got to channel all of that through in a very professional way. And you've got to channel all of that into into a design that's, you know, going to inspire them and, and that they'll feel very comfortable and satisfied when they're, you know, when they're in that space. Um, so I, I don't know whether I would uh, say I feel like a therapist or that my team feel like therapists, but it, it definitely is a skill yeah. to be able to take a client through the journey of a design and come out the other end and they, you know, they're happy. I think Ola, Ola mentioned that there's, um, you know, but having those phone calls at that high that you get at the end where you've got a very satisfying client yes. and, um, you know, it's a massive win and, and everybody comes away just feeling like actually, you know, the achievement of being able to gift somebody something that's very unique and original for them that they're going to love and enjoy for years to come, hopefully, um, it's very satisfying. It's amazing. Can we hear one experience that you've had where you've seen a, a specific reaction of a happy client? I'm sure there's a plethora, but uh, tell us more about it. Happy ending, let's put it this way. And part of the interior that we are going sometimes, I'm sure, Rajaz, same things, uh, too deep in a personal lifestyle, daily use, what they need. So as you mentioned that we wear a couple of hats. So interior designer is just, we're not only a decorator, we're, we're not only giving you the end result scene. No, we're going more into more detail. And this is, uh, which is the, it's the process, yes. the process, the challenge. Yani, yes. Fantastic. Um, and through, well, I'm learning as a, as I'm speaking to you more through, through interior design, there's a, a plethora of, uh, Sculptures, artists, uh, yes. creatives that you are empowering yes. your project. Yes. So uh, we have to be uh, sorry. We have to be very much aware of the art scene is happening. Uh, the art, the, the movement of the new furniture pieces as well. And as all of us we know, you know, uh, furniture designer they used to wait for the fashion designer to come out with a new look to start designing the piece of furniture. Lenno, a long time ago, it used to be tight, so all the chairs are tight. When it came more casually, so it's more loungy, you know? It's the same process for us as an interior designer when we work with the client, huh? We, we scan them. Absolutely. We see what's... Uh... Mm -hmm. uh, well, one thing that I also was impressed is that this community that's being built through uh, a project. So uh, are there specific, uh, are there specific uh, creatives, uh, artisans, artists that you feel like you have the power to project um i just recently visited an art gallery in riyadh and it's a lot of uh, local artists and i it was i was just like a kid, a kid in the in a candy shop i couldn't believe my eyes everything was so beautiful and we really wanted to support local artists so um i i ended up you know buying a few of their pieces for my clients but yes we 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 support artists um sculptures um, uh, yeah, product designers, furniture makers, um, and all of this needs to be planned from the early stages of design so that everything is holistic and everything makes sense together so that everything at the end of the day is telling the same story. It's very interesting. By the way, also support podcasters. A hundred percent. We're so happy to have you today. Um, Natasha, tell us, do you feel like there is a specific, uh, poignant moment where you felt like you empowered it? A creative, an artist, a sculptor um, gave them an opportunity that kind of lifted their their spirit or gave them more more opportunities. For example. 
I'm sure there probably has, has, you know, we've had that impact on, on quite a few people, um, especially smaller artisanal um, craftsmen or artists where, you know, it really can launch their career if they, if they manage to have something included within a significant project. Um, and, you know, that in the circles of London design studios, that's quite meaningful when, you, when you're working with a, a company like Harrods or, you know, one of the big names in interior design. And so that can definitely have um, a really positive impact on, on their business and on their careers. I think we, we do, you know, you mentioned it yourself, Hatem, at the beginning of this talk that actually in interior design is a very collaborative business and you know you can't do it you can't deliver it on your own you have to rely on the people who make the products the, the artists um, who kind of bring the space to life with with whatever it is that they've commit you've commissioned them to make um, in terms of some examples of people that we we have worked with and are working with now you know some of the most beautiful glass installations are from an artist called Dale Chihuly he's actually American but studied in Murano um, and and has all of that knowledge and he creates these beautiful bespoke installations um, for which we've had in some of our clients properties at the moment I'm really in love with a, a British artist she paints murals um, her name is Jan Erica and we've actually just commissioned her to do all of the art in one of our projects which is unusual normally you might commission like one or two pieces but the whole project um, she's doing for us and so yes I think that there's there's great opportunities and there's a there's a real joy in discovering young artists or new artists um, who really want to make a name for themselves and, and have something fresh to offer. Uh, it's great. It's great to be in a position to be able to do that, um, to find these people and to be able to offer them opportunities, really. Like raw authenticity that hasn't kind of become a uh, mainstream and has a different edge. And this is, this is very much my ethos of how, how, you know, we think, you know, the, there's so many incredible creators that we, we don't know about mm -hmm. and we need to shed light on them. It's the whole purpose of what Chams of Rain is about, really, you know? Um, highlighting the people who are or who don't yet have a voice. And it's funny because if someone is amazing, you just give them one push and then they, they will shine and thrive. So happy to see this movie being taking place. Yes, and this is the role of the interior designer. Like locally, uh, I'm sure Ramila are finding this, inshallah, when you come to Jeddah, we have to take you around to Saudi. Yes. There are lots of um, uh, carpet designers by the locals. Beautiful pieces that they do, fabrics as well, uh, printing. As you mentioned, yes, you're right. There are lots of local uh, product designer. I'm sure you met them, you saw them, and when you come to Saudi, you're gonna take you around to see them. A carpet designer, fabric designer, uh, furniture designer, uh, and I believe this is the role of the interior designer. As us, we have to highlight them, we have to use them in our uh, project to show the identity of every city in Saudi, which is very important. You're quite proactive at highlighting Key designers, key product designers, i.e. Malik Musalati, i.e. So Ammar Al-Dar. Ammar Al-Dar is a force yes. uh, in the industry and it, it goes on and on. I mean, there is this incredible community that's being built and you, I think you're, uh, you're downplaying yourself. Uh, and you're very humble, but you, you are literally creating a universe uh, through your mentorship, through uh, Connecting uh, creators through. Then uh, I believe yes. Then I believe Hatem, interior designer, uh, he's like a curator. He's choosing. He's collecting. 
getting every then to show the sonography of the place. This is the role of the interior designer. Yani, it's true, we are designing and we're choosing and we're uh, giving a lifestyle. We're raising the bar of the lifestyle of the clients and of the client, they don't live like us. Yani, as a designer, I'm always at the scene of the, what's happening new. The client always, they ask you, what's new? When they ask us what's new, it doesn't mean that they need to have the new pieces. No, the, the new layout, the new flow. Uh, after Corona, as you mentioned, lifestyle has been changed. We are more, maybe we're back to realistic, being more practical. Uh, we do care about the scale. We need the quality, not the quantity. You know, it's, it's, this is an era, it's happening and, uh, you know, it's pop, 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 and done. You know, mm -hmm. And uh, how can we all do our part to make sure that we reach out to the creative community more and, and continue to start, like, what kind of steps should be taken? Should be uh, more mentorship programs, more marketing, more, like, what's missing? What's missing? Good question. Who, will, who would like to ask? I was just thinking about that. It's a very good question because like in my office, we have a, a research department where they always look for these people. Um, but if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't work on your, you know, now social media is a big uh, part of this. Yep. If we don't find you there, or if we don't have a website or a place to reach you, then we wouldn't know about you. So we're always researching. We're always looking for these people, but they need to put themselves out there. What about the design center? Oh. The exhibition, like in London. I'm sure there is a design center, an exhibition for interior designer in Saudi. We're hoping to have one here. Okay. We're, that was one of the things that I was talking with uh, Dr. Sumeya Suleiman, who is the CEO of Hayat al and um, actually when I, I worked in the States for a few years and the design center in DC was a place for designers to go and collect resources. So we made our lives so much easier and it was really like a, a like a meeting hub for all, you know, creators, suppliers, uh, designers and so on. So this is something that we're really hoping to have here in Saudi. Oh, we have a lot as well. Yes, we have Adlal and we have, the, yes, yes sure. there are lots of platforms mm -hmm. in Saudi. Platforms, but nothing uh, physical yet. Yeah, but uh, because um, this is the role of, uh, if I would like to do an, any commercial place, I have to have a local interior designer. I have to have a local pieces of furniture. Uh, I don't mean I don't have to have from Europe. No, I have to mix between international, local, from the neighborhood, Arab country. But as you said, يعني, my aim is to have a design center so anyone when they come to Saudi, they could see the local talent. Although we do have, like in Al-Hasa, we do have an art, uh, artisanal center, which is beautiful. But I believe what's next? Yani, for example, when I walk inside any airplane in Saudi airline, I would like to see the hostess, the hostess, the captain. I would like to see the Saudi fashion designer. When I, when they give me a glass of water or they give me the, the food, I would like to see the hospitality of uh, the local small detail of the, of the Saudi, you know, the interior design of the, Aircraft. Letitia, what about you? Um, what, what is the process if someone um, in the UK wants to get discovered 
locally or internationally? Is there a place where they can go to, uh, like a design center, or how can we, uh, how can a, a newcomer uh, who wants to get discovered uh, take the next step? What's the best step that you advise them to take? Uh, so I think we're, we're very fortunate. London is quite probably the design center of the world. So there is a lot already here. And um, there is a good provision for people who are either designers or who want to become designers. Um, we have our Chelsea Harbour Design Center, which is a dedicated space for a lot of suppliers and, um, and a networking space as well for designers and anyone really that wants to be involved in the industry. So that's always a really good start starting point. We've just had our London design week um, last week actually so going you know there's all sorts of activities talks networking opportunities throughout that week and we have two weeks of over the year um, so those are always what I would recommend people to, um, to to attend really and you know if they want to meet people anyone of interest everything's all online so you can see you know what's what the schedule is and what's happening um, so that's probably the first recommendation for people coming to London make sure you're familiar with these places get to know people um, it is a relatively small industry in London and so um, you know people know people and, and they will introduce I think actually it's a very friendly industry and so what we tend to get is a lot of people who are maybe moving to interior design as a second career a little bit like myself and um, and actually I really encourage that because I think they bring they bring with them a sort of a new flair a new type of creativity um, and and actually a kind of a way of looking at things that sometimes when someone's gone through the system of kind of being schooled in design you know it's just a different approach um, so I I personally really like that but I always get I like a lot of people contacting me and saying look I want to be a designer I've done this course um, you know how do I what do I do next um, so always I'm available to have a conversation with people maybe give them some recommendations across London in particular and probably also the UK but in London in particular nearly all of the big design companies will offer work placements so you know they'll have intern internships it might be a couple of weeks it might be a couple of months um, but those are always really useful to do we offer a sort of work experience usually for sort of school children who are maybe thinking about interior design interior architecture so we can kind of support them through that give them a bit of insight into it and see if it's something that you know they really want to get involved in um, so there, there are lots of different avenues but in the first instance, it's all about networking and getting to know people in London, in the industry, who can who can give you a leg up or introduce you to someone. Um, but there is a lot available. That's what I. That's probably what I would say. And I think for anyone from maybe who's a designer in Saudi who's thinking about coming over to London, um, in the first instance, I, I would recommend they do that. Go for the design weeks. Go to the panel discussions, introduce yourselves to people. I had a lovely Italian lad, actually. He's moved over to London. He's quite keen to work with us. I didn't realise this, but he's actually submitted his CV for a, for a role. And I was giving a, a discussion on uh, lighting. I was a, in a panel discussion last week on lighting. And um, he came along to, to meet me and tell me that he'd applied for this role. So, of course, I've made sure that he's going to have his interview and, you know, next steps, who knows what will happen. Um, but I think it's about being tenacious and making sure you're using all the avenues available to you, of which there are there are a lot. Do we have any Saudi-centric uh, projects to look forward to from Letitia? Oh my gosh, I would 
I'm telling you, I would love to do a project in Saudi. Uh, we haven't had the opportunity to do one recently. And so I feel we're overdue. But and um, so this is we're open, guys. We're open for business. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you a few interns to bridge it, and then we can uh, bring you over the KSA as well. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. We would. We would love to be doing doing more projects in Saudi. I think, particularly since it's opened up, we're really excited about what that opportunity looks like um, for us. And uh, and yeah. So guys, you know, recommend us if you have got anyone you'd like to introduce me to. I think uh, collaboration is uh, is a must, and uh, especially working with uh, creatives that we have here, Nawaf and Anona, and also looking at the artisans that we have, looking at the green kind of going deeper and seeing what we can offer. I would love to see uh, bridges, the more bridges being built. Uh, I mean, in the sense where you can see the aesthetic. I like personally. I like modern. I like the mix hmm. to, to keep it warm and, and, and balanced. But at the same time, it's nice to come see. Uh, a merge of two styles coming together. Who are the, the people that impacted you the most to start your, your journey to your design? Interesting, because one of them was uh, one of my art professors. Her name was Petra Gerber. She actually did something very interesting. Every class, and I always remember that, yeah. um, we had to bring or write down five things that we were grateful for. Um, and the first few times it's fine, but then you struggle to find because you're not allowed to repeat. So, so that was an eye opener and I found her to be such an inspiration. Um, so for sure, I always owe her, um, uh, a lot because she opened my eyes to so many things. Um, there's a lot of amazing architects and designers, um, Zah Hadid, I think it's a bit cliche, but I think a lot of people appreciate the amazing, amazing work that she's done and the huge movement. So, but there's a lot. I mean, I can't really count them because I'm, I'm really, you find inspiration everywhere if you look. And I like the appreciation part where you have to, you know, a list of appreciation, forget. It's a good way of reminding you gratitude and uh, the things that we sometimes maybe take for granted. Absolutely. You know, what's on the top level. Absolutely. So, so I think it's also a, a designer's job to to know these things and appreciate them and take them into consideration. Be grateful every day and humble every day and, and open your, you know, wise uh, eyes are wide open to new opportunities and new, you know, uh, learning curves. When I was in London, in the UK, studying, Zah Hadid, Allah she was our teacher. Uh, I learned a lot from her. I like the way she taught me how to choose the right angle and to look at the projects. Uh, Philip Stark was one of our teachers. Gianfranco Ferri used to come all the way from Milano to London to give us... Uh, he was definitely an architect in his design. Incredible. Exactly. He was. Uh, I was, at the beginning, I told our teacher why a fashion designer is going to give us a class building theater. She told us, no, he's an architect. Definitely, I learned a lot from them and I learned from uh, Sam Angawi. I learned from Adnan Adas. I learned from Sami Nawar, from the local uh, pioneer architect, from uh, Samia Khashoggi, the first interior designer in Saudi. So as you mentioned, I enjoy uh, the taste of the mix between East and West together, and I'm enjoying more the flavor of reflecting the, the need of the client, the local client, to the reality that we're living at that moment. And what is what is that need, uh, the, the more kind of relevant need at the moment? Where's the current requirement for most of the clients? Love. 
I like that. Yeah. Love is very important. Love will make this bridge between this planet, not only a designer bridge, but it will be the peace bridge. And this is what we need. Very passionate approach of looking at it, and uh, I commend you. Uh, Natisha, what about you? Who are the people that have impacted you uh, in design or architecture the most? I have a good friend of mine, um, a gentleman called Tim Gosling, and uh, he's a British designer. He actually started off being a furniture designer and then moved into interior design. Um, he used to be the furniture design for, designer for um, Linley. I don't know if you're familiar with Linley. It's very, quite a famous British brand. Um, he set up as an interior designer many years ago now on his on his own. And he he's just the most wonderful person. He works on the most incredible projects. And he's an artist. You know, he really is a true artist. And I remember he, he invited me to his home and I was quite new in my role at the time. And uh, I definitely had, um, I think they call it imposter syndrome, you know? Uh, and I remember Tim sort of sitting me down and, and really um, showing me his journey. And as an, actually an illustrator, he started off, that was his, his sort of initial first career and his journey um, through into interior design, some of the amazing kind of yacht projects, for example, that he, that he works on now. And he's such a knowledgeable person. Um, he's taught me a lot about the different stages of design and also uh, just how to be true to yourself. I think you mentioned this word authenticity earlier, Hatem, which I love. It's one of my favorite words. And I think with interior design, it's a really important um, piece. As the designer, you do need to be authentic in terms of what you're going to deliver to the client. And Tim, Tim really taught me that. Um, the other person who I think is massively inspiring and who I, I have, a, you know, definitely have um, uh, I'm a bit starstruck by her, despite meeting her quite a few times now, is Kelly Wurstler. So I met Kelly probably 15 years ago when she first launched her lighting collection and um, and her you know first early kind of furniture collection. And I was there to look at the furniture and lighting because I was a buyer at the time. Um, and so I got, to, I got to know her. I always, always um, loved her style. You know, she's very quirky, very edgy, quite eccentric, but a genius in terms of how she puts together materials, colors, finishes, shapes. She, she's very unique in her style and her look. It's instantly recognizable. Um, and, uh, and so I actually got to spend quite a bit of time with her. We bought her product over, we launched it in Harrods. And then when I worked, started working in the design studio, um, it was great to be able to call her up and say, right, Kelly, you know, this is, this is my new role. I'm really inspired by you. I'm going to take your lead. And, um, and I think she gave me some real pearls of wisdom, which was basically that you really, you need to, be original with every design the client is at the heart of it and you know never mind this cookie cutter churning out a look you be original be authentic and be unique for every single client um, take them on a journey and so you know that's what we that's that's what we try and do well, we like that word uh it's all about authenticity and i really think that we're at the stage now where individuality is reigning in fashion and design and uh, people no longer just want to create safe they want to create a movement make a statement and show who they are and uh, we're, we're at a time now where uh, it's not about uh, copying it's about innovating so replication is no longer accepted so I completely agree with you being being authentic and 
having a different voice is what it's all about. So tell me, uh, Nawaf, what's what's next for uh, Nawaf? What's, what do we have to look forward to? Next, I believe uh, we have to build this bridge as soon as possible to be all together yeah. and to start to show every style for every city in Saudi is very important. And we have to work hard as well for the names, build style. We are all of us, we know that we have Georgian style, colonial style, uh, Victorian style, but what about, where is it? Ah, this is, it's a very important. So this is the responsibility and of- definitely the mentor for that. Oh, but I hope so, yeah. Definitely. But I, yani the, uh, Hatim, the one hand cannot do anything. It has to be a team. Absolutely. And now we are in the stage that uh, all of us, we know that we have lots of local talented uh, designer, but we don't have the platform to, to tell me what is the style. Yani the center of Saudi, it's beautiful. Uh, lines and uh, elements for the design, but where's the names? Yeah. The north of Saudi, south, uh, this area, Jeddah. And every region is different, you know. Big difference. Yeah. So, uh, identifying that, and I always mentioned, you know, uh, even for example, the Princess Nura's Art of Heritage. You know? Yes. It's, it's an archive that has all the references from all the different regions. Uh, just a reminder, a reiteration of the fact that how diverse Saudi culture is, heritage, and all the elements that come with it, whether it's embroidery, whether it's scriptures, and so forth. So you're you're, you're naming it. And Allah, uh, what's next? What do we have, what do we have to enforce? Um, it would be amazing for us if we can inspire a lot of you know young talents with what we do so we really try to stay focused um we're starting to take more projects outside uh, the city of Jeddah, so we're hoping to cover the kingdom within the fest, uh, the next few years and hopefully abroad but right now we're very focused on uh, um, uh, building our own style, very conceptual. Um, uh, we, I learn a lot from my team. They're all young designers and they're all very amazing. So they bring a lot of uh, new things to the table, especially with technology. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, very inspiring. Um, so yeah. I feel like the younger generation have uh more than, than in the 90s, um, an appreciation of heritage. I think so, and I think part of it is Vision 2030, by, by taking our heritage and modernizing it and making it um, uh, easier for us to receive, um, that it matches our lifestyle more, so it became uh, something that a lot of us want to associate with. Lakisha, what's next with Lakisha? What's next? Um, well, it's, look, it's an exciting time for Harrods Interior Design Studio at the moment. We've got some really big projects, but it's also a, a period of growth for us. So at the moment, I think I've got um, eight, nine, possibly 10 vacancies that I'm looking to fill, which is because we are, you know, it's in a nice position, but we're, we've got a lot of new projects coming on board. Um, some really interesting projects, but actually the Middle East is an area where we're seeing quite a lot of growth and I'm hoping to see more growth from Saudi. <laughs> I'm really excited actually now that Saudi is, is more open to 
understand and be able to see, um, I guess, the Saudi influence coming out to the rest of the world. Uh, so who knows? You know, maybe maybe we'll be able to recruit uh, one of your Saudi designers over to work with us. Um, that would be that would be marvelous. Fantastic. So, so so yeah. So it's it's all about projects for us at the moment. We've got. Um, We've got some really interesting work in the Middle East. And when we do work with some of our VIP clients, we have the opportunity to, um, I guess, really act as client reps for them. So putting together, you know, the whole project, coordinating the project in terms of finding the architects that we'll be working with, um, finding the project manager, maybe contractors or the consultants. Um, and that's something that we really enjoy doing. So, um, so yeah, that's what we've got at the moment on our plates and really significant projects where we are coordinating all of it on behalf of our clients. Um, so, I, you know, we do everything from interior styling through to full coordination. Uh, but I think for us, that's, that's our focus. We want more of those projects. We can't wait. Uh, Nawaf, uh, what's next? Uh, next. Next is, uh, I'm sure, something very beautiful uh, for the platform little designer in every country and every city in Saudi. It will take time, but uh, next is going to be the, you know, showing the local talent in Saudi, inshallah. Okay, so we have our signature questions that we always ask on podcasts. What is authenticity to you? Hmm. It's very interesting. It's, uh-huh. it's very deep. <laughs> authenticity is learning to be myself and forgive myself. I think that's one of the big things because I'm very critical um, of myself. So uh, learning to forgive myself, move forward, stay focused, everything positive that life can bring. So I like yeah. that. Forgiving yourself mm. uh, to be yourself and just innovate and, and be uh, your, your true. Because uh, when you're being yourself, you can make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So forgiving yourself has to come along with that. Uh, very authentic answer. Patricia, <laughs> <laughs> what is what is authenticity to you? I, do you know, I, I'm so amazed by Ola's answer. I, lo- I love it. I love it. It's such a, a lovely way of putting it. But um, yeah, I think ultimately authenticity is, is is being honest, right? Being honest and being transparent. Um, and I think having a having a clear purpose and you know sticking to it. And so for me, I think that comes across when you know when you meet someone authentic, it's because they've got that that combination of honesty um, and purpose, and they're really willing to share their purpose with you. So, uh, yeah, from, from my perspective, I think, you know, my I know what my purpose is, and that's to make sure that every single client we work with has an, a really exceptional journey, design journey, and they come away with a, a unique and tailored design that's just for them. So that's my purpose. And hopefully, hopefully me and my team deliver that in an authentic way. Okay, so purpose, humility. Um, Noaf, what's your definition? Design is beautiful, so let's do it the right way, no matter what we face as a designer, but let's do it. People, they need it. Very true. Uh, On a sad note, uh, as much as we would love to continue uh, conversing more, 
Uh, I wanted to thank you all for, for coming on, on this Gems of Arabia. Thank you, our Gems, for coming. Uh, um, you. Incredible historical landmark. I wish you could be with us, Letitia, to see the, the beauty of this space. We represents the ethos of... I can't wait to come. Yes. Uh, the architecture and the interior are really uh, has been nailed to a tee. Um, thank you. Thanks thank for you having for us. You. It's such a pleasure. Pleasure is entirely mine. Uh, Letitia, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much, guys. It's been lovely to meet you all. Same here, same here. Every time we deliver a project, it's such a high. And I just delivered a project two days ago and I'm still receiving thank you messages from my clients. So it's very, very rewarding. And it's really all about storytelling. Love will make this bridge between this planet not only a designer bridge, but it will be the peace bridge. Never mind this cookie cutter churning out a look. You be original, be authentic, and be unique, and take them on a journey. This community that's being built through uh, a project. Are there specific creatives, uh, artisans, artists that you feel like you have the power? To-